time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond, and this is episode number 407, and I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. If you're new here, Chit Chat Across the Pond has been an embedded part of the weekly show, the NoSillaCast podcast, since November 25th, 2007. I just recently decided to spin off Chit Chat Across the Pond as its own show, and the feedback I've gotten from the NoSillaCast listeners has been overwhelmingly positive. Chit Chat Across the Pond began as a weekly segment with Bart Bouchats in Ireland, hence the pond bit, but over the years it has morphed into every other week with Bart, and the other every other week with me talking to someone I find interesting in tech. We've had some fabulous guests on in the past eight years, not the least of which is Bart himself, and I've got a long list of folks I still want to talk to, so expect this series to go on as long as the NoSillaCast. All of that is a preamble as my way of saying, we're here this week with Bart Bouchats, where he's starting a new series he's calling Programming by Stealth. Now, this episode originally aired as part of the NoSillaCast number 544 on October 12, 2015, but I wanted it included in this standalone chit-chat across the pond series. By the way, if you're wondering what happened to Bart's Security Light segment, it's staying with the NoSillaCast. Let's join the show in progress. All right, we are starting a new series. We are a guy I've been promising for more years than I can shake a stick at that I'm going to teach you to program. And I was initially going to actually do it by stealth, as in actually sneak it up on you and not tell you that that's what I was doing. But then I just sort of lost, I just sort of, it was too cool of an idea to not talk about it. So I told you I was going to sneak programming up on you, which isn't much of a surprise. So what are we naming so the series? We're naming the series Programming by Stealth. It's not really by stealth, because I've told Hiding you what we're doing. Hiding in plain sight. Yes, but the reason I'm ke- I'm keeping the name is because I it's very it's a really big jump to go from zero to programmer in one go, such a big jump that most people get dissuaded halfway through, or a quarter of the way through, and never make it all the way. And so, rather than doing a big jump, I want to sneak up on it slowly so that you're always taking baby steps. We're going the same place, but we're going to get there slowly. Okay, and I'm hoping that that way we have many more people along for the ride by the way this was the uh, first thing i said i was going to do when i retired it's been two and a half years <laughs> has it really yeah it seems like time flies. yesterday <laughs> so ultimately computer programming is the skill of telling computers exactly what to do and that's a very empowering thing to be able to do so instead of you being a slave to the computer the computer becomes a slave to you because you have the power to make it do things which is great what I want to get out of this series is the principles of programming because a lot of people try to teach programming by teaching a language. So go learn Objective-C or go learn Java. And then they're teaching you a language and on the way hoping that the principles sneak in. And then in theory, you should be able to easily jump from language to language to language. But I think it's better off to teach the principles and to bring along a few test languages as examples. And so I'm very much approaching it from the point of view of teaching skills, not teaching a language. And like to put it into context, I've been a programmer for two decades now. I have written programs in x86 assembly language, basic, C, C++, Java, JavaScript, Perl, PHP, Bash, Lisp, Maple, and MATLAB. And I think <laughs> I've probably forgot a few. I, uh, I'm a big believer in this. In fact, it's one of the reasons I believe in, in college, in uh, a university education for computer scientists, is because mm-hmm. you learn how to learn. 
It's yes. not what you. It's not that you learn C or, in my case, now, by the way, technically I have been taught uh, Basic and Fortran in my uh, in my time, but uh, learning how to learn and learning the structure of today's modern languages is something mm-hmm. I don't have at all. So I think that's a great way to go. And also, what the language you're using now is unlikely to be the one you're using ten years from now. So. 15 years ago, I was doing almost everything in Java. 10 years ago was PHP. Today, it's mostly Perl and a lot of JavaScript. Who knows what I'll be using 10 years from now? Right. So that's why I'm not going to pick my favorite language and force it down people's throats. I know some people were afraid I'd make you all learn Perl. Not doing that. So there are, right, so programming languages are, are a very, they're a, a subset of the languages you can talk to a computer, and they're the, the more powerful and more difficult ones. But actually, we can sneak up on it by looking at stuff that is still a language that computers understand, but is nowhere near as complicated as a programming language. So that is stuff like HTML, CSS, JSON, like we did actually uh, over on this show a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. So they're languages that computers understand, but they're not as difficult as programming language. So we're kind of going to sneak up on it that way. So we're going to first start by getting into the habit of using structured instructions to a computer and then build our way up to programming. So I've decided that rather than choosing a language, because like I want this to be cross-platform, I want this to be accessible, so I can't say, let's do AppleScript, because then all the Windows people are left out. Let's do Visual Basic. Oh, look, there go all the Mac people. <laughs> right? Not fair. So right. we are going to program the web, the most open platform of them all. Hmm. And okay. the web has lots and lots of languages, and the web allows us to sneak up on programming very nicely because we get to start with something very easy like HTML and then build our way up. We get to see stuff happen too, right? We do. It's very visual, and it's also the kind of thing that most of us have probably wanted to be able to do. So I figure if it's something you want to do, you're more likely to learn it than if it's something abstract. There you go. I think one of the most annoying assignments I ever had was program a calculator in assembly language. (laughs) <laughs> no I have a calculator I don't want to. <laughs> it was a horrible assignment anyway um, so this episode I'm just going to make my pitch like I just did so we're done with that and then we're going to set ourselves up so we're going to install the equipment we need to go forward and then we're going to call it a day so we don't stress people so there are two pieces of equipment we're going to need we're going to need a text editor and we're going to need a web server to play with so let's start with the text editor. Technologically speaking, there is only one requirement. Your text editor must be able to save plain text files. So you can't use Word, you can't use Pages. It's got to be something that saves plain text. So that could be uh, the edit, of what's it called again on OS ten? that editor? Text edit on OS ten. Right. And if you use text edit, you have to make sure to go format, say, uh, convert to plain text. Or you could use the venerable old notepad.exe if you're a Windows user. (laughs) There you go. You could do that. I would recommend against it because you actually want an editor with some brains. So I would recommend a programming editor, which is going to do things like highlight invalid syntax and show you which brackets match which other brackets and generally help you, assist you, make it easier for you to spot the human mistakes you're going to make because you are a human. So you're going to make mistakes. If the editor is on your side, that's better. Fewer Again, mistakes I want, is the best we can hope for. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I believe the average is one mistake every nine lines of code. <laughs> I guarantee I can, I can up that game. <laughs> it is an average, but there are millions of lines of code in something like Windows. So now you start to understand why it's so buggy. So the editor I have chosen, well, now, for a start, you don't have to follow me, but the one I'm recommending, the one my screenshots will be from, is one called Atom, which is free, open source, and cross-platform. So Windows, Linux, and Mac. So it's at atom.io, and it is a very pretty programming editor. So that's what I'm going to be using. Something that even Nightwise would, uh, and the Night guys would like to, uh, would be able to use, huh? I think I'm somewhat channeling Nightwise here because I'm going very much the sort of the open route here. I like it. Okay, so the next thing we need is a little web, is basically all of the bits and bobs of a web server, and I want to run it locally on our computer. Um, well, can if I you're actually explain this one because I know it? Well, or yes. you want to start and I'll jump no, 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 in? No, 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 off you go, off you go. So what Bart is going to talk about is using a tool that allows you to create a web server that's local to your computer instead of having to buy time on a server and rent a server on the internet. And the the components that you need in order to do this are, let's see if I can get this right, um, you need a web server application, and, and in the open source world, the one you want to use is is Apache. You need a database that all of the data is going to be in, and that's uh, the open source one that is of Vogue is MySQL. And then I think the programming language is PHP. That's the, the third piece. Is that right? It kind of, yeah. So the, the original acronym was LAMP. Linux, well, I was going to get to that, MySQL. but I just, wanted, I just wanted to get the last letter right first. So PHP is the programming language. Is that right? And depends on who you ask, because the original P was Perl. And a lot okay. of people now mean PHP. Okay. But it is a programming language is the last. Yes. I'm just trying to p- explain yeah. the fundamentals. So you need a web server, a database, and a programming language. And in this case, it's Apache, MySQL, and PHP. And when you rent a server online, it's usually going to be using LAMP, which is with it has to have an operating system to run on. So that's Linux, mm-hmm. Apache, MySQL, PHP. But you can download and install for free MAMP, which is the Mac OS, Apache, MySQL, PHP. You can do uh, WAMP, which is Windows, and I'm assuming XAMPP is something to do with Linux. Well, no, XAMP is X for the operating system. In other words, anything. So X. So oh. ZAMP works on Linux, Apache, sorry, Linux, Windows, or Mac. Okay. And the second P is for PHP and Perl. Oh, okay. So ZAMP okay. gives you any OS, Apache, MySQL, PHP, and Perl. So the basic thing is that we're now downloading and installing this on our local computer so we can run it, experiment, play with it. And this is the way Bart taught me to do years and years ago, where I could build a a WordPress installation, test it, play around, you know, and never worry about wrecking my real web server. Yeah, which has advantages for two reasons. A, it's free, and B, it's not on the internet, it's on your computer. So no matter how many security mistakes you make, you're not putting anything at risk. It's 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 a safe playpen, a little sandbox in which we're going to play. Yeah. Uh, now, to confuse things immensely, MAMP, which, as you correctly said, is Mac, Apache, MySQL, and PHP, MAMP is now available for Windows. <laughs> and they haven't renamed okay. themselves. So MAMP okay, so is the one, one I'm Get one of the amps. Get one of the amps. If you want to follow along exactly with the show notes, I'm using MAMP, and that's what my screenshots will be from, but they all do the same thing. So if you have a reason to prefer one over the other, by all means, have at it. So I'm installing MAMP, or I have installed MAMP, and you did too. Um, the only thing to watch out for with MAMP 
is that uh, MAMP also comes with a paid-for version called MAMP Pro. You don't need MAMP Pro unless, like, if you're doing this for a living, MAMP Pro has advantages, but for us it has just no advantages. So the only thing to look out for, and I have a screenshot in the show notes, the first time you run it, it will try to say, why not try MAMP Pro for free? No, the answer is no, 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 no. And you do that once, and that's the end of that. That's nice so that it's only once now, because it used to be every once in a while you'd get tricked into it and going, ah, wait, I have to pay for this now? Yeah, the key is the checkbox. So I say uncheck the checkbox and then click launch map. If you don't uncheck the checkbox, you'll keep being asked. But at least they respect the checkbox. Right, that's good. So once you've installed MAMP, you will find a folder called MAMP in your applications folder. And inside that folder called MAMP, you'll find an app called MAMP. And that app is like a control panel for the Apache and the MySQL. And so that's the app we're going to use to control this. So if you can, there's a, uh, a screenshot in the show notes. It's a very simple app. It has three but- well, it has five buttons, depending on how you count. One called Preferences, one called Open Start Web Page, and one called Start Servers. It has two little indicators in the top right to show you whether or not each of the two servers are running. So on the screenshot, neither are running, so there's no checkboxes next to Apache Server and MySQL Server. There's a Try Map Pro button you're never going to push, and there's a Quit button. <laughs> and that, that's it, right? Very simple. To make things easier, I like to change MAMP so it uses the industry standard ports of 80 and 3306. So to do that, click the Preferences button, go to the Ports tab, and then there's a button called Set Web and MySQL Ports to 80 and 3306. Honestly, that is what the button says. It's like an essay instead of a button. (laughs) Okay. Got it. Click that. Click OK. That's it. That is all the configuration we need. Okay. In the show notes, you go over and you play around with another tab. Well, no, I'm going to show you this. This other tab is for information and not for changing. Okay. You never so said to hit is, okay in, this, in the show notes. That's why, that's why I thought maybe ooh. we're supposed to keep going. Yeah, you can if you like. That's okay. All right. So this web server is going to take a folder on our computer and it's going to present it out as the URL HTTP colon slash slash localhost forward slash. And then whatever goes in the folder comes after the forward slash. So what the folder is that, you may ask? On OS ten, the default is applications map HT docs, but you can change that. And you can see what it is by going to the web server tab and it will say document root and it will show you where it is. So in the screenshot you can see Macintosh HD applications map HD docs. If you're on Windows, it'll be C drive, something, something, something. But it will tell you in that tab which folder is the magic folder. And that's the folder we're going to do all of our playing in for the next X sessions. So we should leave it in the, in the standard location. I'm leaving it in the standard location. You're free to do whatever you like with it. The key point is you need to remember where this is. So this is purely make a note. This is the place. Actually, we don't have to remember. We can always go into MAMP and ask it where it is. That is true. Yes, (laughs) if you remember where to go look, that is also perfectly valid. Okay, now you're ready. You click the button that says start servers. If you have followed my advice and switched to port 80, you will be asked for your admin password because port 80 is lower than 1024 and all ports below 1024 need admin privileges. So that's why it has to ask and that's why it's safe for you to say okay. Okay. 
It should take a few seconds, a little speedy thing, and then you should see a checkbox appearing next to your Apache and your MySQL icons. Actually, it appears to have launched uh, the uh, a web page. It, oh, yeah. Okay. It does that by default. I forgot about that. You can stop it doing that, which I find annoying, by going to preferences and unchecking the checkbox that says to do that. Which page? Where's the... Hang on. Oh, open web page start box. It's on start stop. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I don't need to look at that web page. You don't need to, no. That will okay. become useful, I estimate, 15 or 20 episodes from now, maybe. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it off for now. All right. Okay, so that actually, we're now ready. That is, we're now ready, but to prove we're ready, we're going to do a little test, just to make sure everything is working as expected. And it is traditional in programming circles that your first thing should always be hello world. <laughs> okay. Therefore, let us do a very simple hello world. So I'd, I'd like you to start by opening up the magic folder, the HEDocs folder, and creating a folder in there called PBS1 for okay, programming by stealth. i to go find it. Applications, MAMP. i got to go inside MAMP, right? Is mm-hmm. what it and then, was. Um, and then there should be HEDocs. Should I be doing this in the terminal? Because this is taking forever doing it this way. Uh, um, no, I would HD-Docs. say okay, there folder you might want to just pin in the sidebar of your finder if you're going to be doing this a lot. The HDDocs folder? The HDDocs folder, yeah. Okay, so by pin in the fol- sidebar, he just means just drag it over there. Okay, good. And what am I supposed to name this? Uh, I called mine PBS1 for Programming by Stealth 1. <laughs> okay. I leave up to you what you call it. All right. Yeah, I've just realized I seem to have forgotten to install MAMP on this laptop, so I'm really going by my show notes now. <laughs> okay, so open up your text editor of choice. So I'm going to be using Atom. Right. And then copy and paste the code from the little HTML snippet in the show notes. I have a really dumb question. Mm-hmm. Adam is just showing me a welcome to Adam page. Open a project, install a package, choose a theme. None of them says make a text edit. A text Not document. go file new. New, not new window, new file. New file, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so just make a new file. Uh, if you wanted to show the syntax highlighting, if you just go save it straight away and call it index.html and pop it in that folder and then type in the content, it's probably the easiest thing to do. Okay, here we go. Because until it has a name, Atom doesn't know what kind of code you're going to put into it. It, ca- oh. it doesn't know by magic that it's going to be HTML. Interesting. Right, right, right. Okay, so I've created an AX and HTML file called index.html. I've got it in my HDDocs folder inside PBS1. Mm-hmm. So then if you copy and paste in the code from the show notes, and remember that in any of these show notes where we have code with line numbers and syntax highlighting, if you click the plain text, view plain text, it'll switch over and just let you copy and paste more easily. Right. This Atom thing is pretty. Isn't it? It's a Usually really the nice word open source and prettier oxymorons, right? Yeah, no. Th- this is why I like it. it. It's it's a very new editor, but it's 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 in, it's impressed me. Yeah, it's very pretty. That's worth the price of admission, right there. <laughs> All <laughs> zero euros of it. Yeah. All right. Okay. So copy paste in the code, hit save, and then open up your web browser of choice, and go to http colon slash slash localhost forward slash pbs one forward slash. Oh, look, it says hello world with an exclamation point. And that, that, that's all she wrote for today. So we have made our first web page. We don't really 
understand how the web page works because that's next week's thing. But we have now proved that we have all of our tools and they work. So we have our sandpit ready and then we can play from next week on. Oh, okay. So it's okay that I have no idea what I just did other than I learned how to install a piece of software, click a couple checkboxes, copy and paste and save. That's all I'm supposed to have learned so far, right? Exactly. The whole point of this is to get you interested and to get the tools ready so that we don't have to worry about the tools in future. We can just worry about this learning. I like it. I like the little bite-sized ones. Well, that That is the intention here. And then I think in taming the terminal, our bites got a bit big. Sometimes I'm going to do my absolute best to keep these nibbly. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I think that I think that would be better because sometimes I didn't keep up when it was too too meaty. Yes, yes. So we'll I'm just, going to try to avoid meaty bits. We'll, we'll cut our our diet down a little bit. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to this, and plus, the, just getting this atom thing. I'm telling you, this is a beautiful piece of software. This is so pretty. I don't know what it does, but it's really pretty. Very pleasing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, whenever you're going to be doing any any um, any webbies, any messing around with your theme or anything for your WordPresses, you're going to love this editor. It's very yeah. nice. I think Text Wrangler just got demoted. Yeah, compared to bad, Text Wrangler, yeah, no, this is way better. It's really, really pretty. It's uh, it's got a dark theme, and I'm a big fan of a dark theme. I really like not the all these blaring white windows are driving me nuts lately. So that's awesome. All right, Bart. Well, this is fun. Uh, I guess we'll see you in a couple of weeks and, and maybe take our next little baby step or our next nibbly bit. Well, the next nibbly bit is that that piece of gobbledygook is going to cease to be gobbledygook and become sensible. Yay! So I, I presume it'll be about two weeks, but whenever it is, until then, happy computing. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is an unsponsored show, so if you like what you hear, you can help support the show by using the Amazon affiliate link over on podfeed.com. You can also put up a review in iTunes, and you can tell your friends about the podcast. I love feedback. Seriously, I really do. So please do write to me at allison at podfeed.com and join in the conversation with other listeners in our Google Plus community over at podfeed.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening, and stay subscribed.